Hey everybody, welcome to Soul Food Priest Podcast with Father Ben. It is awesome to have you. I'm here with Kira Roddy. Kira, what's happening? Hey, hey. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Doing good, well. You good. Know, living the the mom life at the basketball courts. Oh uh, yeah. Screaming till we yeah. lose our voices, you know, and nine year olds are out on the court playing, but it's intense. Yeah. Fun. Do you um when you go to the like so- soccer practice, football practice, basketball practice, do mm-hmm. you um, do you find yourself throwing objects onto the court and yelling and screaming like so many parents do? So it practices, I have to be honest, I am a ditch and run. Like, hey kids, have fun. And then it's like, yes, oh, okay. I got the next hour yeah. and a half. So I just <laughs> don't stay. But no, during the games, I'm not throwing stuff. But I am like stomping my feet and yelling and screaming yeah. and yeah. but I'm not I'm not like an aggressive like I'm trying to cheer the kids on as much as I can. That's good. But That's if the good. refs are not calling a travel, yeah. I'm I'm just I'm not the type of person that's like call something refs, but still I'm just yeah, please don't be one of these crazy parents. I try not to be. Yeah. I try not to be. I don't I don't see you as being that, but uh, mm. I've I've seen quite a few over the years of parents mm. that become obsessed. Yeah, and uh, and I, not that I worry about that with you, because uh, I'm actually more likely to be that way uh-huh. myself, <laughs> and I don't have children. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I I was thinking uh, this morning when I was drinking my coffee, I was thinking about what we talked about, and I was thinking about. When I think I told you I spent time in Africa, uh-huh. and I was in Ghana and Sierra Leone, which is in West Africa, mm-hmm. and so I would get out there and play soccer with all Fine. the kids. And uh-huh. after five minutes, I mean, I need a defibrillator, <laughs> and these kids are just getting more. They haven't even broken a sweat after uh-huh. three hours, right? right? And so they all laughed at me because they call me in men in the language they speak. It's called Mende. Mm-hmm. Um, they call me Pumwe, which means white man, little white man. And so, um, which I guess I am, I'm the little white man. And so um, they're like little white man, he sweats so much. And mm-hmm. so, um, but they, for a break, we mm-hmm. would break and um, we would eat, we would sit down and eat. And the last, time, the last meal that we had was, believe it or not, barracuda. Have you ever seen a barracuda? No, wait, I'm forgetting even what a barracuda is. I know the song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what exactly yeah. is that animal? Yeah, so it looks like a dinosaur. Okay. I mean, it looks like something, actually, it kind of looks like an eel. Uh-huh. And, and some to some extent, but like some of the barracudas can be, you know, five, four or five feet long. Uh-huh. And it's got thousands of small teeth. But the the flavor is outstanding. It's really really good. Okay. And lots of bones though. You have to pick out the bones. Anyway, I'm gonna trust you on that. So yeah. So when I was talking to, I was sitting there eating barracuda Mm -hmm. of all things, which we never (laughs) ate in cooking school. Uh And so I'm talking to, I'm sitting there eating it, talking to these kids. Anyway, so this uh, couple comes up and they speak English, and they're from Sierra Leone. And um, so they were about to get ready for marriage, to get ready uh-huh. to be married. And they're like, uh, they said, uh, Father Ben, can you do our marriage prep? And I'm like, well, you know, I kind of live in the United States, so it'd be long distance marriage prep. Yeah. And then, no, we can do right now. And I'm like, okay. Oh, 
Okay. Um, all Just right. one time sit down. Yeah. So we uh, so they have a parish priest, <laughs> uh-huh. thankfully. And so I sat down with him for about two hours wow. right then and there, mm-hmm. eating barracuda, doing marriage preparation nice. as we're watching soccer. And I'm like, okay, nothing prepared me for this kind of thing. Anyway, uh-huh. so, um, but it was really, really beautiful because we were talking about the importance of marriage, the, mm-hmm. the importance of marriage prep. Mm-hmm. And, um, and as I was flying back to the States a few days later, I was thinking what an honor it is as a priest, as a parish priest, because we meet yeah. with so many couples in different stages mm-hmm. of their, their married life, but then also um, getting ready for marriage, you know, because yeah. you guys did marriage prep too, right? When we were preparing yeah. for marriage? Yeah, we did. Uh, ours was a little unique though, because uh, our the priest who married us, he was also my husband's boss. Oh, okay. And so he was kind of like, y'all know this, you know this. And he's like, y'all don't need to take that test, like the focus test. Yeah. And we were like, and and I was like, sweet. We just got out of like 150 <laughs> question test. Yeah. And my husband's like, no, we want to take it. And I was like, come on, who wants to take a test? <laughs> the marriage ACT. Yeah, right? But, yeah. but my husband, who's the intellect and who's like, yes, a yeah. test, let's yeah. do research. Okay, yeah. Yeah. no. Um, yeah, I just want to skim by with like a B or a C and just, you know, um, but so we took it and so, yeah, but it, it was, that's, so we just kind of sat down with him and he just kind of was like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. Or, oh, I see some things here. Let's talk about that. So it it helped with that. But we took the test. We did. Yeah. 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 Were you traumatized afterwards? (sighs) Not totally. And it wasn't like it didn't reveal anything we didn't already know, which was yeah. good. Um, but also our priest who was had a psychology degree could also help with certain okay. things too. That's good. So that was really ultimately, I think, why my husband wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I had to sit down and take the test thanks to my fiance. <laughs> and-, <laughs> and then later after you married, didn't you meet Pope Benedict the 16th? We did. We yeah. did. We are, did he we- ask you about your test? How did you do? Yeah, no, no, he did not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't pass or fail. It's probably it's like, good. Yeah. It's probably good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and it's, it's really, it's really neat because when we sit down with couples, of course, so I meet with them both in English and in Spanish and we talk about everything from finances to mm-hmm. in-laws to marital intimacy mm-hmm. to conflict resolution mm-hmm. to uh okay what are you going to do about christmas yeah and thanksgiving mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. whose house are you going to go to and um yeah. and i have to say most of the couples that we do marriage prep with um as much as i love meeting with they have not thought about Mm -mm. any of these questions Mm -mm. you know and and one of the things that that i see and i don't i really don't mean this in a condescending way it's just true they often have and i'm placing this in quotes as long as we love each other everything will work out in quote so and i'm like yeah good luck with that brother right i mean it doesn't work that way Mm -mm. you know Mm -mm. and so um uh or they see uh they see a day they don't see a life together yeah a lot of these couples are cohabitating Mm -hmm. a lot of them are have been sexually active together i would Mm -hmm. say most of them 
Um, Some of them may have a history of of porn. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them, any number of things. So basically what we're trying to do is meet meet them wherever they are and gradually walk with them Mm -hmm. and help them along. And Mm -hmm. um, and I'll be honest with you, uh, at least from my perspective, I know different priests would, would agree and disagree. Some get it, some don't. Some get it, some don't. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are some who kind of nod politely. That's cute, Father. Uh, can we now get to the wedding? Mm-hmm. And some who are like actively want to learn. Right. And um, so it's, I think, one of the things that I see with some parish priests is they easily become jaded mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. they're talking to some of these couples because, um, honestly, a lot of people, they, they just see a wedding dress. Yeah. Some of them that's all they see yeah and so we're we're trying to give them practical tools Mm -hmm. and in most catholic dioceses if i'm not mistaken there's 194 dioceses in the united states most dioceses require about six months Mm -hmm. of marriage prep what's Mm -hmm. called Mm pre-cana and um and that it's interesting i think some couples are attracted to that that like they actually enjoy like they know okay this is a good thing yeah but they actually don't they don't actually want to do it yeah (laughs) it's one more thing on the checklist right (laughs) right so how was you did did you guys have a positive experience with it yeah i mean i think we did however i would say uh so my husband and I work in marriage prep as well. We do a retreat day uh, for couples and uh, with other couples, mentor couples, and uh, and an a OBGYN who's Catholic. And uh, so we talk a lot NFP, human sexuality, but then we also talk the practicals of everything, the finances, the in-laws, the family of origin, where you come from, your background, mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. So we cover a whole lot of things and in one day and then the priest will come in and talk about the sacramentality of marriage. And so, uh, but I would probably say the most transformative thing for us was, yeah, we were talking to a priest, but it's, when I got into marriage, I thought everything was like, oh, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Everything is okay. And then when all of a sudden you realize everything's not okay. Yeah. Finances are <clears throat> not okay. We just paid for a lot of stuff in this engagement process. And now there might be a little bit of debt. And how do we do that? And how do we, you know, so then when you all of a sudden start to realize the rose colored glasses start to fade and you're like, you're actually dealing with all the practicalities of married life and living with this person with a joint bank account and all the history, um, you start realizing like everything's not okay. And then you're like, <laughs> okay, well, it seems like everybody has it all and has it all together, but yet we look kind of like we're struggling and we're like rubbing pennies together. Um, The most helpful thing I think was we got together with some married couples one time um, at a parish function. It was to celebrate marriages. And we sat across from a couple who was older than us, like my parents' age. And I thought they had everything together. Life, they look beautiful. They're wonderful. Everything's all well and great. And they were like, oh girl like we were so poor like we were digging through it like i haven't i have talked to so many couples who have said at one point we were digging through our couches to get quarters together so that we could either get a frozen pizza or a carton of milk you know and now 
you know, when I look at them, they're li- they've got nice homes, nice families, and all of that. So I always thought they had it all together. That, to me, was some of the the best, like, teaching, because it, it, it helped me relax. Mm-hmm. I was comparing myself to everybody else, thinking everybody else had it together, and we were failing. But no, everybody else is struggling, too. So in marriage prep, that's what we really try to do to these for these couples, is be like, this is what it really is going to look like. You know, we're not going to make it sound like doom and gloom or anything, but it is going to be hard. You know, it's going to be wonderful and it's going to be beautiful, but it is also going to be crazy Mm -hmm. and it's going to be hard. Oh, and by the way, that's before you have children. Uh, Yeah, right? Yeah, Yeah. so throw kids in the mix of crazy already and it just goes into Mm -hmm. hyper crazy mode. So um, I love doing marriage pep and talking to them about those things. Uh, One of our favorite things to do is we do a panel where we have about three or four married couples, all ranging in different ages. Uh, You know, a a mixed couple as far as cultures go. Uh, Another couple that had to deal with uh, infidelity. And, you know, other couples where we're coming from broken families or families that have been married our whole lives. You know, whatever. We're all coming from a whole combination of backgrounds and struggles and everything um and we let them just ask us any question that's great and it could even get to the point of holidays with the in-laws and you can already start to see it's already a struggle Mm -hmm. tears start popping up you know um because they it gives them that chance to just for us to just Mm -hmm. say we're not judging we've gone through these things we've probably made the mistakes uh, we've had family where we've had to make decisions and they're not talking to us anymore. Like just mm-hmm. ask us anything. Um, so we're very raw with them, which then allows them to be vulnerable with us. And I think that it's just beautiful mm-hmm. to see that because that's really where tears start to manifest. But we can really speak mm-hmm. into that as married couples and you can persevere yeah. through this. You know? That's fantastic. Well, and thank you too, mm-hmm. Kira, for sharing that because I it that is very, very helpful because mm-hmm. I think... One of the things that's very helpful for seminarians mm-hmm. when they are considering the seminary is that they actually shadow or get to know parish mm-hmm. priests because they realize we're normal men. Right. Um, that we actually watch football. Mm-hmm. You know that we. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know we work out. Mm-hmm. We spend time with family. We're normal dudes. Yeah. And 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 I think by way of an analogy, I think it's kind of similar mm-hmm. for, as you said, getting to know the older couples mm-hmm. um, that have have weathered some storms. You realize, okay, this is going to happen, but it's going to be okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, and, and that's a great point. I mean, what is, in your experience, I kind of know my opinion, What what is your experience, like what, what have you found is the major or the primary Achilles heel, so to speak, that you have found that some of these young couples struggle with? Like the, the, the number one thing you maybe think that they need to work on or reinforce? Oh, oh that's a really, really good question. Um, I mean, I, there is a lot of hope when I see a lot of them. There is a lot of hope for, for marriage. Uh, they, you can tell a lot of them will, will stick with each other. They're working hard together. Um, and all of that. I do think that social media is not helping at all with marriages. Um, we, I try to reinforce to them, and I try to reinforce this to myself as well, 
that just as you are a unique human person who's <laughs> never existed in the course mm -hmm. of history, never will be repeated, you know, uh, the same goes for your marriage. So your marriage, what God has planned for a marriage is going to look completely different than any other marriage in mm -hmm. the course of history, in the course of time. Um, so social media is, don't be comparing yourself, don't be so concerned with all of these things and having all of this stuff. Put the most important thing first. What is God's plan for your marriage? A lot of people aren't really mm -hmm. doing that. Because, like, would you say that's because they see these other couples, like, going on vacation to mm -hmm. Disney World every other week? And yeah. Thinking, we need to be doing this. Yeah, we've got to do this. Mm -hmm. Our wedding day needs to look like that. Our photos need to look like this. We need to have this. We need to have that. It's just, but just focusing on the sacraments, on the marriage, uh, is, is key. Um, and, and also realizing exactly what love is. Um, it, it's willing the good of the other. So trying to ensure that everything that you do in your marriage is going to be for the good of that person and in a holistic way. Um, and so saying I love you all the time is great. Intimacy is great, but also taking out the trash is great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it takes on love takes on many forms, you know, and it's not always going to feel good. It's it is going to be difficult. There are going to be crosses, you know, um, I remember hearing a story where somebody asked this one teacher like or this one priest, like, why is marriage so hard? Like this priest married them and then later on they come back and they're like this is really hard and the priest was like you do realize you got married under a crucifix like, <laughs> like that's the model and yeah. it's you know yeah. so um so trying to help them with that kind of reality mm -hmm. um i would also say i think too with regards to human sexuality uh really what is the purpose of that uh, you know, what is marriage? God created it. God created the human person. God created sex. Uh, and, and so having that understanding and the, and the really beautiful sacred meaning of it all, the sacredness is lost. And so when you start to remind them of the sacredness, um, then, then it becomes really beautiful mm -hmm. and they understand it a lot, mm -hmm. a lot better. Uh, but it's a, it's a full re-education that has to take place it to completely, some extent because 100%. I've never heard any of this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so all I even tell them like you've heard a whole bunch of do's and don'ts, mm -hmm. but let me tell you where those come from, and this is where it comes from. And it's not that the church doesn't you know think sex is bad. It says it's so sacred. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it's incredibly sacred. In fact, your marriage when you walk down that aisle you're still not fully sacramentally married until you consummate mm -hmm. the marriage like that, that, mm -hmm. so it is the church sees it as so sacred that it's actually, mm -hmm. you know, solidifies the union, um, uh, and the sacramentality of that, of that mm -hmm. union, you know, which is incredibly beautiful. Um, but I do also have part, I think I've given you two answers and I'm going to give you a third maybe. <laughs> um, but I do think I, I do work with uh, a Catholic OBGYN and uh, we do get to sit down with couples one-on-one -on -one and talk to them about natural family planning. Um, they, they think the, the teachings 
of sex are beautiful, but a lot of them have been told by their doctors they're infertile mm -hmm. already. Mm -hmm. And there's already starting, they're already starting off marriage with a deep grief that I don't know if I'm going to be able to have children. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I don't think a lot of priests know about. I didn't know about it until I sat down with a lot of these couples and talked about that. Mm -hmm. They're going in already dealing with a lot of grief. Mm -hmm. um, but praise God, we do have some doctors who know like, no, you actually, just because you are, you know, uh, you, you do have PCOS, there are ways in which you can't have children. And I have a lot of patients who have had children and there is hope. There is hope. Like you're, you're not starting off marriage with this death sentence, mm -hmm. you know, kind of a, a thing. Well, yeah, actually, God. so God, that's great. Um, so I think that's something deep, deep mm -hmm. down in couples that mm -hmm. they're already struggling with marriage. And the church says mm -hmm. sex is unitive and procreative, but what if we can't have kids? Yeah, and that's a very good point. And I think it kind of harkens back a little bit to what I what I see is some mm -hmm. that we were talking about. What is the Achilles heel, so to speak? One mm -hmm. of the things that I see, uh, to your point, is uh, communication. Mm -hmm. And I would say the two things that I tend to focus the most on when I meet with couples, and I, I meet with well over 300 couples a year, um, is uh, doing marriage prep and marriage counseling is uh, communication mm -hmm. and spirituality, their faith, mm -hmm. their prayer together. Because mm -hmm. it, it's a rare Catholic couple, even one that's been married more than 20 years, that actually prays together in the home. Yeah. They'll come to church, mm -hmm. and but they never actually pray together. Mm -hmm. And so um, to try to to try to teach them marital communication some of the mm -hmm. basics mm -hmm. um again it, it's a honestly I, I, I and i as i said i don't mean this in a condescending way mm -hmm. i'm just being honest is it definitely is teaching a new language yeah a lot of them have never heard these things and these are right. intelligent people with master's degrees right okay yeah. the, i mean these are smart people that mm -hmm. are you know professionals in their chosen careers mm -hmm. they just they 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 just know i'm in love yeah. And it's all going to work out mm -hmm. and it'll be butterflies and rainbows, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so we're, I, and I tell him, I said, this is not, I'm, I'm not trying to assume the worst, I promise. Yeah. Because when one has good communication, not only are they far more likely to weather mm -hmm. challenges, they're far more likely to enjoy mm -hmm. the moments to be enjoyed. Yeah. Right. To be present in the moment mm -hmm. rather than to be bitter about the past mm -hmm. or anxious about the future yeah and um and as as you said and i definitely agree with you there's plenty of couples that have been married for a long long time mm -hmm. that have still never learned that lesson mm -hmm. i mean and uh, not long ago i was doing marriage counseling with a couple in their 80s mm. and wow. um and, and mentally, I'm thinking to myself, is this an old dog, new tricks yeah. situation? <laughs> uh. But we're never too old to learn. Mm -hmm. And so and now whether or not they hear it is a different story. So I've, I'm so happy you brought that up, Kira. And, and it's, it's really a blessing, isn't it, to work with these couples? It really is. It really is. Because as, as St. John Paul II was saying, you know, as the family goes, so goes the yeah. rest of the world, so goes society. So if we want to, and even Mother Teresa said, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. Mm -hmm. You know, 
Um, so that's, if we want to see a change in the world, it's got to start there and it's got to start at marriage prep and, and with the families. And it's, so it's so crucial. So it's such a blessing to be able to, to talk to these couples and to be able to, to, you know, encourage them and to see them, you know, grow and develop together. But I would say too, I mean, just this, what you're talking about with communication, I'm like, I'm still failing at it. (laughs) 17, almost 18 years into this. And I'm just now starting to understand the idea of the present moment. You know, it's just, well, you're clearly doing something right. Oh my goodness. uh, Only by the grace of God. (laughs) (laughs) Only by God. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's, and, and thank you for bringing this up and listen, if you, if you're going through a tough time in your marriage, please know the Lord is there with you. Mm -hmm. You're not alone. Mm -hmm. Um, It's good to surround ourselves with mentor couples Hey, and don't forget to let us know if you have any ideas for our podcast. Please put soul in your food and give food to your soul. Amen.